Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hello. So today we have a very special guest with us. I have the Alphabet of Manliness illustrator Leah Tishone with us. Hi. Leah, Hi. thank you for being with us today. Uh, Leah is a very talented illustrator. Bye. And hot. Oh, God. Have you, have you ever been told that before? No. Is it, well, I have. It's true. I've no. been told all the time. No, just well, for the people listening, I just want them to know that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I have been told by various grandparents that I'm that I'm you know cute, but that's it. Are dead. your are your grandparents cute? They're dead. Oh. So yes. <laughs> um, you so, look like a hot version of Sarah Silverman. Oh my god! Is that accurate? God. Uh, do you think that Maddox? Do you think that's accurate? I think Sarah Silverman's a hot version of Sarah Silverman. Yeah, she's. I would agree. Right? She's got a little something. She's got something going on. She's pretty hot. This is funny. Plus, you know she sat on Jimmy Kimmel's face, so that's kind of odd. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she had to have at some point. So I, I just want to mention, uh, so Leah has this incredible body of work she's been working on. We've worked together for a long time. That's what time. I was talking just about. Just quick, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> Cut off the work part. Dick, very respectful. Our very first ever guest. You work out a right lot, out right? Right out the gates. Do I work out a lot? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Let's, let's focus on the important body of work here. Okay, what? Yeah. What? So, so, she, so she's actually working with... Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Dino Stamatopoulos? Oh, my God. Uh, Dino Stamatopoulos. Dino Stamatopoulos. And they are working on a graphic novel together called Trent. It's a musical graphic novel. So it's, it's a graphic oh. novel that has an accompanying musical element. And they're probably going to work on a TV show afterwards. But uh, this is something you've been working or, on. Yeah, yeah, or just probably extend the series of novels. Or he wants to do a stop animation uh, movie about it. So Dino, if you if That's you guys cool. don't, yeah, for those who aren't familiar, Dino created the show Moral Oral, and what else? He's worked on uh, a number of things for Cartoon Network. And yeah, Frankenhole. Um, yeah, Frankenhole. That's a Franken good show. Trunky Crow. Do you, watch, do you watch that show? I've seen it, but I don't watch it. Oh, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's written for a lot. Yeah, so they're working together right now, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, Leah illustrated the Boners chapter for Alphabet of Manliness, oh. as well as the Knockers. Best assignment I've ever had. Did yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, boners, of course. Uh. Can I ask how you guys met? That's a long time ago. I mean, that's like... Uh... Yeah, 10 years ago, I was a deranged fan that flew to Utah to meet this guy. Whoa! And he, yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't scared. It actually happened. So. He wasn't scared of a hot girl flying into <laughs> his hometown? <laughs> I, I had no idea what... already loved him? Yeah, I had no idea wow, what... Wow, what a Leah, weirdo. No, I had no idea what she looked like. She, she sent me an email a long time ago and said, hey, I'm a big fan, we should do a comic book together, mm. and uh, can I send you some samples? And I thought, okay, sure, and I expected to never hear from her again. Right. And then two weeks later, she sent me this beautifully illustrated article of mine that she interpreted, the Aww. extreme uh, extreme marketing one. Yeah. And it was awesome. They, we actually included it in the comic that we made together, the best comic in the universe, uh, which is available online. And that was, uh, it just was mind-blowing. So we decided to work together. So we've we've had a working relationship and a friendship for over 10 years now. And Is uh, the friendship mostly you talking and her sitting there listening? Because that's, I mean, it seems like a great friendship. <laughs> okay, dick. <laughs> God, you're such a dick. Yeah, right? No, Thank I'm sorry you. for interrupting. Yeah. What, can I interrupt you for one second? <laughs> what, what then? What then? What then? <laughs> so I so just, you I, flew in. What did you think of him when you flew in? And did he, li- did he line up to what you were expecting after reading on the internet for so long? Uh, he was, he was uh, disappointingly nicer. I, I thought I was a little disappointed. Thought I'm, he was I'm be told, a total dick. Yeah, I'm told that a lot <laughs> by a lot of fans. They meet me. They're like, "Hey, Maddox, you're so nice to me." I'm like, "Well, you haven't given me a reason to be a dick to you. 
I mean, I can be, but I'm a dick to dick. So why would I be an asshole to somebody who's, hey, someone comes up to me like, hey, man, I'm a big fan. What am I supposed to do, punch him in the face? Like, okay. <laughs> then I'm just an asshole I rail about. I've given you a lot of reasons since to be, to be mad at me. So. Well, that's true. It's come out. It's come out <laughs> since. But yeah. How did the stay go? Do you guys remember your first night? Yes. Together? <laughs> yes, actually. This is a funny yeah. story. So I had a girlfriend at the time. and Why are you blushing so much? Look at you. Uh, I, because first podcast, and you're so cute with your, oh my with your God. little bun. Oh, there oh, we go. I, I'm not saying okay. what kind of cute. Like you, My mom cute, because you have like your hair's up done in a bun. Thanks. I'll take it. That's me, guys. Look, just uh, <laughs> one thing. If in just in case you're nervous, don't think about it. Just it, don't think about the number of downloads we get. You said it last last week. What did you say? It was like thirty thousand. Thirty thousand per episode. And this is this is some important uh, statistics. I I looked into it just out of curiosity to see what the average podcast got for a download. What would you guess, Leah? How many downloads does the average podcast get in thirty uh, days? Uh, Ninety. Nine, that's guess. actually pretty close. Guess, yeah, it's about hundred and forty. So <laughs> if you get a thousand to three thousand downloads per month. You are in the top 10% of all podcasts. We are getting 30,000 per month. We're almost in the top 1%. The top 1% get 50,000 or more downloads. We're getting 30,000 per episode right out of the gate. This is a little self-congratulatory. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking to the guy who owns the best page in the universe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what am I talking about? You're right. I only brought it up because I wanted to say, like, don't be nervous. You're just having a conversation with two guys, like, in front of all of Dodger Stadium. Okay. (laughs) So don't, you know... All right, all right. Oh, so let, let me finish that story real quick. Um, yeah. So I had a girlfriend at the time, and she was super jealous and intimidated of Leah. Who wouldn't uh, be? Yeah, because what she's, girlfriend she's, wouldn't be? She's attractive and talented. And so when I asked her to take a picture of us, you know, just to just like as fans, whatever, uh, she took a picture of us and she cropped our heads out of the photo. <laughs> and, and I looked at the preview. I looked at the preview, and I'm like. Oh, uh, honey, you accidentally cropped our heads out of the photo, and she goes, "Oh, okay, I'll, let me do another one." So she <laughs> took a she took a correct photo of us. Then, uh, when we were setting up her bedding because she was going to crash with us, uh, the pillow, the incident. pillow, yeah, I asked her to hand me the pillow, and she took it and she just tossed it right against my chest as hard as she could. He goes, she goes, "Here you go." Yeah, that was that. Yeah, you could uh, you could taste the anger in the room. Yeah, but they've since become friends and everything, so that's fine. But uh, really, yeah, friends for real? Yeah, no, oh, okay. I, I love her. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Even though we're not dating anymore, so there's that. Anyway, uh, I just want to mention real quick, too, uh, Leah also illustrates for the New York Post and Sky and Telescope magazine. So, yeah. incredible body work. Thank you for being with us. Um, let's move on really to comments. Really a great illustrator. Uh, no, 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 let's hear who won. Who won last week? Oh, yeah, very important. Okay, so the number one problem, and thankfully so, is female genital mutilation. Okay. That deserves to be a problem. Yeah, it just wasn't that funny. Dick, that's not the point. <laughs> we cover real topics sometimes. Well, I try to anyway. And then Beats by Dre, speaking of real topics, uh, and followed by Monkey Copyrights. That okay. was a good problem. And finally, death the death of phone calls. And by the way, this is the first time ever, I think, that we've had all four problems in the positive territory for votes. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we did we did a great job. I got to apologize to you about those Beats thing um, because I thought – I was saying that they looked cool. And I actually saw this, like, I was at the doctor's office and I saw this punk-ass kid walk in and, uh, off Beverly Hills, like, in the Beverly Hills area, uh, area. He walked in with his mom. He was being a little shit. And the Beats just looked way cheaper than I thought they looked. Yeah. Like, this kid was wearing Beats. He was a little asshole. And the Beats looked like garbage. I don't know if it was him ruining it. Like, I saw somebody mm-hmm. who was a loser wearing them. But I thought they looked cool. I take it back. They looked like shit. 
Dick, how much does an iPad cost? Uh, like eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Okay, and you you can and most netbooks cost around four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So a netbook that has a CPU, RAM, a hard drive, a monitor, a keyboard that costs as much as one set of headphones. Yeah. That's stupid. You're just paying for the brand. Oh it's gosh. ridiculous. Yeah. It's $400 for a pair of Beats. Yeah, but Lee, if it looked good, it's worth it, right? Uh, I don't know anything about that. Great. Okay. Great. Okay, let's, you have some comments. I got right? comments. This one is from Kurt Radico. Dick, I will pay you $20 to punch Maddox right in the dick. Great. So I vote yes. Why don't you guys- There's no voting. There's 20 bucks. This guy <laughs> says, I will put my PayPal info up online and... You better watch yourself, buddy. All right. You got a dick punch coming it's a fist right fight, then. And you got a you got a return dick punch. And Kurt's got to pay both of us. This guy. You know, fuck Kurt. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay you. Well, zero dollars. You're gonna. Put, we're gonna fly out to Kurt's house and punch him in the face. How about that, Kurt? Okay. That sounds fair. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Cyril Tiggy says Maddox definitely listens to Wagner. Is that true? Uh, not a huge fan. Why? Not a huge fan of Wagner. Why not? Uh, just uh, not not my jam. I don't. Uh, it's it's neither dark enough. Mm. Nor is it quiet enough that I can concentrate while I'm working. I, maybe I just haven't heard the right piece. I think you would find Wagner specifically presumptuous. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You mean pretentious. Pretentious. Yeah. Well, I have a comment from George Lightchild. Stupid last name. Uh, cool first name. <laughs> oh, he's, he's Greek. Uh, I think so. Anyway, he says, he posted a link to an ABC News article that says the clear winner in the tally was the telephone. So he, he posted a link that talked about how People who use phone conversations lie. This is interesting. He said that uh, that people, the tally was the telephone, which was involved in 37% of the deception. Face-to-face conversations included lies 27% of the time, and instant messages came in at 21%. Hence, if someone calls you, they probably want something and are willing to lie, since you won't be able to see their face, and unless you record everything, there is nothing you can do to prevent them from lying afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, phone I, calls lead to lies. I saw, I saw this comment, but this is, this is, this was my point for the death of phone calls. You can tell if somebody is either boring or totally crazy in two seconds on the phone with them that you could never tell in text. No, that's bullshit. That was my. That was totally my point, Dick. And go ahead. Your point has been superseded by this article with actual research that just proved you wrong. It said that people lie on the phone and they don't lie through texts. Not as much. No, 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 no. That's, that's not what... They, they attempt to lie. They attempt to lie. I don't care about lying. I just want to know if somebody's absolutely bonkers. Okay. Which I can tell... Like, I can tell right away if a girl is insane on the phone. Because she sounds like a 13-year-old. Oh, uh, well. Agreed. Stop. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Leah. <laughs> Listen to the way Leah sounds. Like a normal woman. Like an adult <laughs> woman. Immediately I can I tell. I much. Like a hot woman, actually. <laughs> oh, Chuck. You, Let's I am, take this outside. I just burped up vomit. Pure vomit. Um, you know what I'm saying, Leah? If you're talking, like, if, if a guy's texting you, you know absolutely nothing about him, right? Okay. Versus, like, a two-second phone call with him. Like, if you're talking to a new guy, do you talk on the phone with him or are you afraid of the phone, too? Uh, I'm, well, I, I prefer text just because you get exactly what you want to say out. Thank yeah. you, Leah. That's the problem. If a guy calls you, he's a creep, right? Do you want to talk to some guy on the phone? Well, if I, if I reject him first by not texting him back, I don't want to hear yeah. from him on the phone. Take this sounds him. familiar. Yeah, it sounds very familiar, <laughs> this sounds Dick. Like, this sounds familiar. Uh, I got a comment from Garrett Miller. He says, Dick, you are chode. 
Oh, I saw that guy. <laughs> somebody. Well said. And somebody afterwards commented on this guy. He goes, hey, you got a nice face. And he said something like, thanks, I worked on it for 21 years. <laughs> uh, this is a guy who looks like a total weirdo. Uh, thank you, Garrett Miller. And one last comment I got uh, I want to mention. It's from Anthony Mollison. Uh, Mollison, he posted this on the Biggest Problem in the Universe Facebook page. He posted a picture of T.I. the rapper, and he says, why does Dick look like a white version of T.I.? And this is so spot on. I'm going to post this on the website. It's hilarious. Okay. Uh, and here, Leah, if you want to take a look at that. <laughs> does he look cool? Uh, you don't have the, the pencil pedo stash that he does. But other than that, I yeah. could grow one. Do you like that? Oh, um, Jesus. I, no, I, I'm actually not going to say. I have, like, I don't know if I should have a boner right now. Like, this is so gross and weird. No, and, I don't. Hey, if you don't have one, Leah will draw you one. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. You want to get to, what do we got next? Do you have any more uh, comments? I just want to mention, no, uh, no more comments, but I just did want to mention something. Uh, just a little bit of business we need to get out of the way. So a uh, couple things. First of all, I've had a lot of commenters uh, mention that they are deaf and they want to listen to the podcast, but obviously they can't because of hearing impairment. So we have been toying with the idea of getting somebody to transcribe these episodes for us. I had a fan reach out to us. Uh, her name's Lori. She's been very gracious to transcribe one of the episodes. We did it as a test run, episode number seven. We'll probably have that up uh, this week, the transcription for it. However, this takes her about five to six hours to transcribe each episode, and she does a really good job. But I don't believe in having people do free work, and I want to pay them. So at some point, we're probably going to have to talk about uh, generating some revenue from this the podcast, which may include some kind of limited sponsorship or possibly creating a bonus episode for purchase by the fans. So we're going to put that out to you guys and see what you which idea you guys prefer because we want to – and also we want to cover the hosting costs. This has actually become wildly successful. Dick, do you have any idea how many terabytes of data we're, we're transferring? No, I do because uh, when we first did this, I had it up on Amazon for – like three days, and I think my hosting bill was like eighty bucks by the time I transferred it over to Libsyn. Yeah, and and that's just for the podcast hosting, not counting yeah. the the web server that yeah. I'm hosting, which is seventy dollars. Uh, and then it just keeps increasing every month because we use more resources, more memory, more bandwidth. Uh, so we have to eventually pay these. And uh, you know, it's been a struggle because I haven't, I, you know, I've always been against ads, but I don't put ads on my website because I still want that to be a censorship free. Uh, environment. But if we did consider any kind of limited advertising, it would be from sponsors where uh, we made sure that it was not going to be a conflict of interest with what we want to say on the show. Yeah, man, honestly, I would just like to see you have the ability to use money for like creative things. Yeah. You know, like I thought your book was cool when you got to pay all those people to illustrate it and find it. It was like a whole thing. And here we are in the room with one of them. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, just want to mention that. But leave a comment on the website, the, the biggest problem in the universe dot com, and uh, we'll uh, we'll think about it. So anyway, uh, speaking Dick, of people not getting paid for their contributions to society, <laughs> this is my first problem. The biggest problem in the universe: Maddox gets no credit. <laughs> so this uh, was it last week. Robin Williams died. Right? right? Yes. So ABC News throws up on their homepage, Robin Williams is dead. Uh, his family asks for, like, peace and quiet and their privacy during this very difficult time. Same exact page on the top in a huge banner. It says, watch aerial helicopter footage live of Robin Williams' house. Like, the exact opposite of what they just printed that they asked for, right? Right. So guess who... Uh, the Internet Zorro over here, Maddox, <laughs> takes a screenshot. Yeah. 
takes a screenshot of this homepage, highlights, watch aerial footage, highlights, uh, the only thing we want during this huge loss is for people to leave us the fuck alone, draws an arrow to it, and posts it on the front of his website, right? Within, I don't know, within 24 hours, they issued this huge apology. Apology? Is that, is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay, so here are the, 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 the list of websites that covered this story. Uh, let me see. I got it here somewhere. The Blaze, Hollywood Reporter, The Huffington Post, The Rap, Deadline, they all have news of this apology and then, like, clips from a guy on Twitter who posted your image that, thank God, you had a watermark on maddox.xmission.com or you would have got zero fucking credit for taking one of the biggest news organizations on the planet and making them apologize. Thank for you. doing something horrific. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Dick. And you got no credit for it. No That's credit. Frustrating. And and the and variety.com posted that he that when they wrote this article, they said, according to a, a number of different uh, news sources mentioned this discrepancy with ABC News. Apparently, I'm no longer a person. I'm a number of news sources. Yeah. It's one person, dickhead. It's me. I created it. And I also, there was somebody on Twitter who, who when this whole thing was happening, they started tweeting, and they said, well, how come this Maddox guy posted this thing, and now everybody cares, but I posted it six hours ago, and nobody cared. I said, hey, dickhead, you retweeted the image that I created. The reason nobody yeah. cares is because I created it, dipshit. <laughs> it was me. It wasn't, you didn't add anything to this conversation. You were just retweeting me. And so while this was going super viral on the internet, uh, on Twitter and Facebook and everything, I decided to start focusing that rage towards the the president of ABC News, and that's what oh really yeah everybody was sending <laughs> sending messages to the president of ABC News. I said, hey guys, congratulate the president, uh, uh, Molston, I, I forget his last name, uh, for doing a bang up job of covering this Robin Williams story. And due to the pressure from all my fans coming down on him, they finally issued an apology. And of course. It was a bullshit no apology, credit. too. It was a bullshit was apology. The apology was basically we found this uh, link to not have, like, n- like uh, news. News value. News Any value. value. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they essentially apologized for not making money from this from this aerial coverage of Robin Williams' home. And you know, what, what, what? what's the best possible scenario? What's the best case scenario that they could possibly hope for with aerial coverage? That, like, Robin Williams sneaks out the back of the house and they're like, <laughs> oh, he's alive, actually, he faked his death. That'd be incredible, but you know what they you really... Asked, you asked. I'm not true. insensitive for saying that. You asked. No, no, of course. They're trying to find weeping, sad people. Is that what they were trying to find? Possibly, but I'm going to get really dark here. I think it's safe here. to assume that they were. Well, that's what they were hoping for, but I, I would, I'm would. i going to get really cynical here. I think they were waiting for a body bag to come out of the house. Oh, you're absolutely so right. Up. That's what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted that shot of the body bag. They wanted that dramatic image. And of course, Robin Williams' family, they're just inside the home fucking crying because their father passed away, their husband passed away, their friend passed away from depression, and these fucking vultures. And Parkinson's, dude. Ooh, yeah, well, they hadn't even announced oh, it at that oh, time. Oh, man, that's brutal. His body's still warm, assholes, and they're sitting in the sky like with metal vultures just sitting there watching the house with their telescopic lenses looking for that body bag. They just, yeah. they just want that shot of that body bag, these vultures. Yeah, I mean, that is what it is. The part that bothers me is that it would have taken anybody about 10 seconds to see that Twitter guy's screen uh, image with with your website on it to go to your website and say, oh, yeah, this guy obviously is the one who figured it out and broke the news. 
Yeah, and uh, comedian Bill Burr retweeted it. Jim Norton from the Opening Anthony Show yeah. retweeted it. Uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan retweeted it. It went it went around every like everybody. It was even on the Huffington Post. My nemesis. These idiots. Yeah, but if you bring it up at the time while it's a sensitive subject, do you seem self-centered? Like, I'm I'm trying to promote myself by by um, making a stink of nobody's giving me credit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dick, Dick brought it up for that reason. Of course, yeah, I can't. I can't. And honestly, my number one goal was just to get this out there because I've actually met Robin Williams a couple of times. I, shared, I had the honor of sharing the stage with him at UCB Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, we didn't actually do a scene together, but he was on the same stage at the same time, which to me was a huge honor. I never thought in a million years I'd be standing on the same stage with Robin Williams. But this guy was just such a gracious dude, a nice guy. And people always say, well, why do you care about a celebrity death? And I generally yeah, don't. I say that. Yeah, every, and most people do. But I, I've actually met this guy, and he is everything that people say about him a nice guy, a gracious guy, and he he had no ego about him. He would go drinking with the performers afterwards. He would go next door and sit down and listen to you. Doesn't matter what walk of life you came from. He, he asked me what I did for a living, and he asked me how long I'd been doing improv and that sort of thing, and he helps people feel comfortable about themselves, even though he's won an Oscar, and he's been in so many TV shows, and he has this huge body of work. He had absolutely no ego about him. Absolutely great guy. Yeah, the same story. Did you learn anything from that? From Robin Williams? Yeah, from not having an ego? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Leah, go ahead. No, don't worry. No, the same story has been said by many people. It's, it's, it's all, it all checks out. I'm sick says of the hearing it, right? Everybody keeps saying how great he was. Like, oh, my God, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally sick of him. He sucks. No, of course not. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a beautiful person. Well, if you if you work at all in the world of comedy, if you do any anything of the sort, uh, you have all these people who've had these run-ins with Robin Williams. They they've met him backstage, maybe, or just passing on the street. Uh, I, I've heard story after story after story from my friends who've had personal accounts with Robin Williams. And this isn't just a brushing, like they just saw him someplace and they said hi to him. Like he would stop and have a conversation with you and spend time with you. And uh, after his passing, it even came out that he secretly flew out. Uh, there was a Make-A-Wish Foundation. This little girl was dying from cancer. Her wish was to spend a day with Robin Williams. Well, when he agreed to do it, they found out that she was too sick to travel. So he secretly chartered a jet to her hometown, flew out there, played cards with her all day, watched TV. He even wore a disguise to sneak into the hospital so he wouldn't get mauled and uh, kind of surprise the girl. And it wow. just made her it just made her day. And she since passed away. But this this is what he this is the type of uh, effort that he would put in. And he paid for the stuff, I think, out of his pocket. So, wow. uh, yeah, just a, just a great dude. Uh, huge loss. Well, uh, okay. But the problem is you not getting enough credit. Getting Robin credit. Williams has gotten enough credit for all this. But who's going to be talking about the great and powerful Maddox <laughs> when you finally kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what would, be, would actually make me so happy? And, and I would promise not to haunt you guys if you did this for me. Uh, bring in my corpse for an episode. Just of have this my corpse. Show? In, yeah, of the show. I would be like s- weekend at Bernie's, like with a puppet. <laughs> exactly. With your mouth. Yeah, just sitting here rotting <laughs> in the corner. Okay. Yeah, I'd still <laughs> probably be sweating as much. It just anger sweats. <laughs> yeah. There probably. Well, for- be, go ahead. Oh no, there's probably an aerial view of your of your funeral. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll give him something to see. <laughs> we'll yeah. freeze you and yeah. then sit you in the corner because it's so sweltering in here to yeah. to recreate the sweating. So you'll like be con- perspiring oh, condensation. Yeah, that's yeah, very man, smart. I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, you're a scientist. Smells great. Yeah. 
Okay, well, uh, I mean, it's like, well, it's the whole, like, the reason I brought it in is because it seems like that's what everything on the internet does. Like, your whole BuzzFeed uh, article, didn't you do an article with BuzzFeed? Sure did. It's just a bunch of ripped off stuff. Yeah. Nobody checks Nobody where checks it's from. anything. Like, Nobody who cares. made this. Yeah, and I read one of the comments on Reddit. Of course, made it to the front page of Reddit, and some dick fuck just posted it on Imager. No, idiot, this doesn't. And he posted the source of the image back to Reddit. And it's obviously not the source because the URL is on the actual fucking image. And then 9gag, somebody uploaded it to 9gag, which I think yeah. was just 9gag. They just cropped my URL off of it. I saw that! Oh, oh my God! Gosh. These cheese dicks. <laughs> yeah. Look, but ultimately, like, I, as pissed off as I get about that stuff, and that's how originally my I Am Better Than Your Kids article went viral. Somebody posted it, and then they took credit off of it, and they just stole my material, stole my content. But as pissed off as I get about that shit, honestly, sincerely, I am just glad that ABC pulled the fucking helicopters from Oh, stop with this. Oh, God, (laughs) shut up. We get it. He's great. You're great. Everyone's fucking great. What, Sean? You got some kind of a drop-in? Everyone loves the Sean drop-ins. What do you got to say? No, nothing. All All right. So anyway, that's my- But it's like, uh, well, okay, so this is is my thinking on it. Uh, Howard Stern is famous. I think one of his first big, like, watershed breaks was when he interviewed interviewed Joey Buttafuoco. Did you know that? No. I think that's true. Uh, during, like, <laughs> okay. the 90s. I'm, I don't know if it's true or not. But I think it's true. And everybody who ran it had to credit him on the news. Yeah, not me, if, apparently. And not you! Huffington Post's Huffington Post hates me. Those motherfuckers hate me. They're always trying to bury me, and I hate them, too. You know why? Because I call them on their bullshit. They're fucking shenanigans. They're so biased. They're so slanted. I fucking hate Huffington Post. And all they do is steal from other news sources. That's all they fucking do. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. your opinion. Pieces of shit. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, Leah, uh, our very first guest problem. Okay. Well, I thought about this for a minute. And something that really bothers me when I'm out in public or at a bar, pro- probably mostly at a bar, okay. when you're meeting new people or just talking to people, especially in L.A., since I moved here about eight or nine months ago. Um, you from meet- where? From from New York. Oh. Yeah. So we can have a cup of coffee later if you want. But um, yeah. So social cues really annoy the shit out of me. People do not pick up on them. So people who don't pick up on social cues right. is your problem. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So yes, people who do not pick up on them. If you, for example, you uh, are looking away or looking at other people when they're talking to you, like you're trying to get away from them. You don't, you don't, you're not interested in what they're saying or they're talking too much and they steamroll over you and you have no, you have no, no ends, no, they're just talking at you rather than with you. And when you give some kind of social cues, like you look away or you cross your arms or you're trying to talk and you're like, but, but I can't, and they don't pick up on that. And they just hold um, on. I'm making a list. Looking away. Yeah. Or crossing heavy, arms. Crossing mm-hmm. arms. I thought women did that to show off their boobs. So you're saying that they're bored of what you're saying when they do no, that? No. Even when I do that, that doesn't help me with what I got. But <laughs> so no, that means don't talk to me. Okay. Or, or heavy breathing. Like, all right, when is this over? You know, oh, I, I oh. take heavy breathing as a cue that they're in. Yeah. See, yeah. we got our signs yeah. all mixed up, dude. Shut up. No, like uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Like, sighing like. Oh. Shut up, you know, like that. Yeah, okay. Um, but you or, say L.A. specifically. You think this happens out here more than more happens, than your precious New York? No, it's no, It's so no. great over there. Everybody's no. in, living in harmony with their <laughs> fucking signs and signals. No. <laughs> and the jaywalking. No, there's a whole different. Like a bunch different... of precogs out there just communicating telepathically. All right, shut up and let me explain. 
No, there's a whole, there's a whole, no, New York has its own slew of problems. I'm not even going there. But no, this exists everywhere, obviously. It's all over the place. But in LA, it seems concentrated because there's so many people that are self-absorbed out here and they're so into what they're doing with their life and they don't want to hear what you have to say about yourself. So, or, or, or even interested in what you have to say or what, or who you are. They just, oh, so I'm working with this guy and I know this guy. I'm going to name drop this person. And they don't listen or try to pick up on what you're throwing out there. Social mm. cues? Social so- cues. Well, yeah. so let me play devil's advocate. Is it possible that uh, this is uh, a symptom of the type of people you hang out with? No, no, because I'm meeting a spectrum of people. No, I mean, At the bar? Because- <laughs> no, not just at the bar, but all over the place. Anybody. Where's the la- when's the last time this happened to you? At a bar. <laughs> okay. No, no. But, what bar? Uh, what be- bar and when do you go there? No, no, no. No, that's not. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Creepy. <laughs> Creep. Um, but no, but uh, to be fair, uh, you do spend a lot of time in the industry because you've been working with uh, Dino and you go to a lot of uh, ev- uh, industry type type things. So maybe it's it's the type of people you meet at those parties. They're, they're people who are talking about their jobs and that sort of thing. I don't know. No, this happened in New York also. It happens everywhere. It's not just in this industry or anything like that. I just okay. I just think it's concentrated out here. And so why do, why do you think that is like what what do you like uh, why, why is it why is that a problem yeah why is it a problem because you're trying to communicate to somebody they, they have they just have a shield up they're not taking in anything you're giving them it's just all about them uh projecting onto you and throwing out to you and you're just a soundboard for them you know what i mean yeah so you're just yeah they yeah. don't they don't give a turkey yeah why don't you guys get on your text machines and text <laughs> each other about this instead of calling up like a human <laughs> Yeah, a constant interruption. Oh, drop what you're doing. I'm more important right now. <laughs> you have to do. You, you can't be working right now because I'm making a phone call to tell you some bullshit that I could send you in a text that you could read at your convenience. Well, uh, so is the is the solution to this not just get better stories? Is that <laughs> you got to interrupt them more? I think. Uh, oh yeah, Danny, you yeah, sh- this is the king of interruption here. Yeah, because that's that's how you win them over. But no, they're not even. They'll they'll steamroll over you. That's the point. Tell a me, tell of- us about the last time this happened to you, because it sounds fresh. Uh, it, it, well, yeah, the last time it happened, it just regurgitated a whole bunch of crap that I just I am so tired of dealing with. Um, just some guy at a bar that you know that you just talk to them and they and they have no. They just don't. I was throwing out all the social clues that I, that I, uh, that I threw out there for you. Crossing your arms, sighing, right. yeah, heavy looking breathing, away, just kind of backing up, not, not which, which is body language. Like if you crawl, cl- close, uh, cross your arms, that you're sending the signal to somebody that you're you're closed off and you don't want to talk to them. So that's that's probably his fault for not being able to pick that up. Why why do you think that is? Why do you think he he couldn't pick that up? Because he was just he didn't he didn't he wasn't aware of my presence. He was just wanting to get his stories out about himself and to impress. And that's what people I don't know. A lot of people do do that. It's kind of a crutch, you know. Like I'm I did I accomplished this. Look at me. I'm aren't I cool? And it, it could be even just um, uh, not not confident. He's he's not. He yeah. was hitting on you though, right? He wanted to. Yeah. He had okay. yeah. 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 Oh. I'll tell you why. It's because of the internet. Everyone now has Aspergers. Mm. So that yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I looked this up and what it could possibly be. And people, there, you know, since Asperger's or autism are kind of a spectrum uh, disorder, that yes, people have slight touches of it where they have to. There are actually tutorials online for people with with these disorders to uh, the, the the give them teach them social cues, like to ask certain questions, like how are you, um, <laughs> what is the weather, you know, just 
like very basic things that humans normally yeah. do in, in social situations. These are people who lack those skills, right? Right. Uh, are you talking specifically about people with Asperger's or autism? Like, or are you saying it's a spectrum? It's a, it's it's out there. That's I'm, I'm I'm wondering if that's part of what this is what's going on because I feel like if you're a well-adjusted person and you're um, aware of your surroundings and the people around you, you kind of it's it's easy to pick up on these things. Like you you won't you know you'll you'll have a, a back and forth. You won't have a yeah, I think there is a lot of pressure on, like, basic social social interactions now. Like, even the thought of, like, asking someone, how's it going? Like, how's the weather? Like, because of the amount of ridicule that exists just around, like, being a boring conversationalist or hitting on people in a new way. Like, even talking to someone new is seen as, like, a very daunting task now. I don't know if it always was that way, but I think that's part I think of it. it always was, and you everyone's just was? a pussy these days. Because, and it, it yeah, is right. because of the internet. What, 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 Leah? I just think, also, some people just lack curiosity of other people. They just want to Yes, absolutely. That is absolutely the case. People, sometimes, I, sometimes I, I've been on dates with people where I will uh, listen to them talk about themselves for a little while, and then I will sit there silently. I know how to carry a conversation. I know how to make a conversation flow, but I'm curious if they wonder about me. Yeah. Sometimes I've been on dates where they haven't asked what I do. Right. They don't know where I live. They don't know where I'm from. They don't know who my friends are. So one day I was on a date, a shitty date, and I sat down, and, and after a, you know a, maybe 30 seconds of silence, I finally asked the girl, hey, how do you know I'm not a serial killer? <laughs> point blank and she's like well I still uh, don't know <laughs> but she said um, well I guess I don't know I never really thought about that I'm like well do you know anything about me and she said no I'm like why not she goes oh I guess I haven't asked I'm like exactly yeah that's yeah. my fucking point you don't know anything about me aren't you curious yeah I'm, look. especially when you're asking a million questions about them like oh where are you from where you have a brother or anything about them you you're want to know right constantly asking them yeah about them but they never return it and it's it's just you would think that that's something that's inherent that everyone should. If you're when you're meeting someone new, aren't you curious? Yeah. Why not? Am, am I unreasonable to expect that when you have uh, when you meet somebody for the first time, you ask them a question and or or say a comment, you you make a statement about yourself? What would you expect them to do? To follow up with either a comment about what you just said or a follow-up question or something related, right? Is this one yeah. of those autism tests? I, I mean, it's very basic human 101. Just <laughs> be a fucking human. This isn't science here. Just, just a normal person would have those questions or something to say. It's called a conversation. Yeah. And people don't know how to have a conversation. They don't know how to talk to people anymore. And maybe, Dick, you're right. I think it probably does have to do with the internet. I don't know. I got to think it, it, must, it must have a lot to do with the internet. Because yeah. the internet has to have rewired people's brains. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I press on websites on a fucking newspaper to try to get the page to load. <laughs> that's, a, like, that's not me deciding to be a stupid idiot. That's me just reaching out and pressing a website when I see it. Like, you, a you can't decide to be a stupid idiot. You can't? No. No, you just are. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I really think it has rewired everyone's brain to be I, a total asshole. It, it's actually scary, especially Facebook. Uh, this is kind of scary what happened to me the other day. Someone, my, One of my friends sent me a link in a text message that I clicked on, and it was an interesting news article. And not interesting enough for me to comment. There was nothing. He just sent it because it was related to something I had written about a long time ago. 
And I thought the appropriate response to this was to like the message. But I couldn't because it was a text message <laughs> and not on Facebook. But I, just because I thought that, it's already – I'm fucked. Yeah, because it's I, deeply ingrained. Yeah, Facebook has yeah. already changed the way I think about how I interact with people. It, it's dangerous. I mean, so I, we just got to get over the uh, – I don't know what the solution is, though. People aren't listening to your stories, Leah. This guy's not asking about no, you. you got to have made him nervous, though. I didn't do shit. You know? I stood there, and I, I was talked at, and that's all it was. You talked know? at, yeah. That's being a pro- Maybe that's a good way of phrasing the problem, even be, people talking at you. Yeah, that and, and you know, but when they talk at you, and you do have a second, you want to follow up with a question, and so then you ask another question, and it's an old, a whole other 20 minutes of railing on about themselves where... You know what you know. we need? Referees at bars. Yes. To start giving people red cards or yellow <laughs> cards, blowing the whistle like you're talking about yourself for too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to let you got to ask this girl a question. Amen. Yeah, ask this girl a question, idiot. Hey, dipshit. Ask dip her shit. about her hair, yeah, her shoes, yeah. or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> what if you don't have hair or shoes? What are you going to do? Yeah, I date a lot of girls with no hair <laughs> no and hair shoes. No hair or shoes. <laughs> yeah. Those but- are called guys. Ooh. <laughs> But yeah, it has nothing to do with wanting to talk about yourself. I just want it has to do with wanting to have a conversation. Being curious and, about another fucking human being in the room with you. Yeah. Aren't you curious? Yeah. Aren't you afraid? For, Usually what why I ask questions sometimes is to suss out whether or not uh, the person I'm talking to has lights on in their home. Right. Like, I'm not not in their home, in their head. Like is someone are the lights on? Is someone home? Right. What's yeah. going on, right? Yeah. Just aware. Are you aware? In the moment, yeah. In the, in moment. the moment. How aware are you of your surroundings? How aware are you of me as a person? Because that's right, Leah. Uh, if they can't pick up on social cues, that might mean okay, here comes the armchair psychology dick. Yeah. Uh, He's the worst. There you go. Armchair oh, psychology please. all day. Yeah, last episode. Sigmund Futon over here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make that up? Right on the spot, dude. Sigmund Futon, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. That's really good. Sigmund Royd. Yeah. Sigmund Roid? What does that mean? So, oh, Sigmund Hemorrhoid? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't get hemorrhoids. <laughs> Not anymore since I stopped eating hummus. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the whole story. But yeah, you want to know that the lights are on What kind of social cues would you give a guy telling you about his hemorrhoids? What's uh, the social cue to get that to stop? Interest. Um, hand on chin. Uh-huh. Hand on chin. Yeah, thank you, Leah. That's exactly the right response. Okay. You want a guy, because if a guy's telling you about his hemorrhoids, guess what he is? Fucking confident. Huh? I mean, I right? heard totally yeah. crazy. Well, okay. There's a fine line. You have to see their eyes. If they're making good eye contact with you, but if their eyes are going in, uh, you know, they're a little or bit Or if they're dirty. like looking at you from the top of a pit that you're in, <laughs> then they're probably crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, well, that's a good that's a good problem. Uh, I don't know if it's the biggest problem in the universe, but it's definitely worthy of being on the list. So, yeah, when you're trying to meet new people, it's 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 a problem. Yeah, have you found meeting new people in L.A. in New York? Very easy. Really? It's, yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, new York, there's uh, I don't I'm not going to get into the whole New York L.A. you know battle royale, but it's uh, but the it I feel like everything's harder in New York. It's it, more difficult. People are. T- closed off you know i really? i never really yeah. have a problem meeting people in new york uh, i i've heard this i've heard in new york there are a disproportionate amount of single women yeah new york's a new york's a chick town chicks love new york it's three to one three women to one man what Go, guys i don't know yeah, if it's that high flock to flock to new york yeah but it's pretty high like it's one of the only places i've been to in the world where servers actually hit on me 
which is usually the opposite, guys hit on the servers. But in New York, I've had multiple servers give me their phone numbers while I'm just sitting there trying to enjoy my coffee. This guy. Yeah. What a stud. Yeah. <laughs> Girls flying into Utah. To- You're conning women, beautiful women into flying into Utah to talk to you. Conning, Waitresses are please. giving you their to- phone numbers. Yeah, Panties. just trying to have a beverage with titties in my face. Yeah, what's yeah. your social cues? How are you luring these broads in? All the hemorrhoid it's talk. the hemorrhoid talk. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah, because they they, t- they look at me and I talk to them about my hemorrhoids. They're like that guy's confident. <laughs> I want I'm a, I want some of what he's cooking. <laughs> he's just like a big puffy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like a baboon. Is that what happens? Did you think anything would would go on when you went and saw him for the first time? No, I knew he had a girlfriend. Well, I mean, yeah. Does that really well, mean anything? Right. Now it's just a brotherly type of oh, come here, give me some noogies. Yeah. Oh, or I'll give you some. Yeah, noogies. that's your move. Yeah, that's my move. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And noogie is code for scratching her head with my knuckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, pretty yeah, good, good problem. Good problem. Good problem. So let's uh, let's move. Is that is that all you have, Leah? Is there anything else you want to add to that? Nope. I want to hear more about this poor bastard that hit on you. No, you don't. I don't no, we don't, don't want to. No, we don't him. want to hear that. That guy's that guy's an idiot. Let's move on to my problem. Uh, the third problem. And by the way, since we have a guest uh, this time, we're doing three three problems. One each. One each. There we go. So my problem is. Wine snobs. All right? These are people who are pretentious about wine, just like Dick is pretentious about steak. Now, I have been arguing about this for a long time, and I've always thought that wine snobs are full of shit, right? Everything has notes of something in it. It's a note of cherry. It's a woody aftertone or a woody taste or, or some acidic, citrusy, berry, currenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, some bullshit adjective-y thing. That, and, and no one's ever consistent with these wines, ever. Yeah, when I, I worked at a restaurant in New York where there was a sommelier, a sommelier. It's a sommelier, yeah. And uh, I had to, to, in order to be, in order to serve wine in this place, we had, to, we had to taste all the wines, but I had to buy a book of adjectives for each wine and oh. learn like, oh, this has got an oaky, full-bodied aroma with yeah, drops of- full, Full-bodied yeah, quail, aroma. Quail diarrhea. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and here's the Probably thing. Probably not that. And, uh, by the way, unless it has, they always say this has notes of cherry or it has notes of apricot. But if there's no cherry in the fucking wine, then there aren't notes of shit in that wine. You're full of shit. There's no apricot in the wine. There's no cherry. And if there is, guess what? That's a shitty fucking wine field. That's a shitty vineyard. If they're accidentally getting cherries in the fucking wine, are you fucking kidding me? You're getting cherry pits in there? You're getting apricots in there? What the fuck kind of diamond nickel operation is this? You fucking idiots. What are you getting? Oh, earthy? Earthy's code for dirt, you fucking morons. You're putting dirt in the wine and people are congratulating them? Wine experts are giving them 90s and they're putting them in BevMo? Are you fucking kidding me? Throw that shit away. You're fucking sour-ass wine. Bullshit. So I, I have this article. I wish there was a wine snob who is as passionate about loving wine as you are about hating it. <laughs> well, well, there is. And I actually have his name. Um which I'll get to in just a second. However, The Guardian published this this article, which I I just want to kiss their feet for publishing this. It's called Wine Tasting Junk Science Analysis. And there's a guy named Robert Hodgson who had a vineyard in, uh, I believe, in California. 
And every year he would submit his wines to a bunch of different wine festivals. And sometimes he'd win the gold medal. And then sometimes the exact same wines that would win gold medals at some festivals would do very poorly at other ones. So he thought, well, this is kind of curious. Why do my wines do so inconsistently at different festivals? And this guy has a background in statistics, so he decided to do a scientific analysis to see if he could get his wines to be consistently tested by the same people. So he, he, he actually did this. He said some wines would be presented to the panel three times, poured from the same bottle each time. The results would be compiled and analyzed to see whether the wine testing really is scientific. And the results are only about 10% of the judges are consistent. And those judges who were consistent one year were ordinary the next year. Chance has a great deal to do with the awards that wines win. What do you think of that? That wine competitions are arbitrary? Or at least the, somewhat the award- arbitrary? Yeah, I believe that. 10%. Sure. 10% of the judges were consistent. Yeah. Because um, they're wasted. Oh, no, they spit it out, don't they? They, they 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 swish and uh, you know they sniff and swish. Don't you think and, it has like a lot to do with your mood though when you're drinking a wine and you're following it up with another wine? Like your your notes thing that the notes is bullshit. I think yeah. is dead wrong. Really? Like if you taste something and it kind of makes you think of cherry. Like I'm sure there's no actual grapes in Dimatap, but it tastes <laughs> like grape. God damn it! Should I? Should that, <laughs> if they say it's earthy, it's like it tastes like dirt. I don't fucking know. What do you want? You want like a formula for what exactly this tastes like? It just makes me think of dirt. Why? If it makes you think of dirt, then you're a fucking moron. Why are you even spit it out? Why is that in your mouth if it tastes like dirt, you moron? It's like whiskey tastes like smoke. It just does. No, some whiskey, shitty whiskey that you like. Oh, yeah, your fireball doesn't taste like smoke. Yeah, I like fireball. It's so good. It tastes like cinnamon. No, but by the way, use a different adjective. Why is everything a note? Everything's a note of something. Why don't you use something else? Don't use note. Note. Use note for music. Like I, what? The last time, I haven't even a seen. Hint. A hint? A hint, yeah. A How hint. about a oh, hint? Oh, yeah, you're like, a, you're like a trained wine bullshitter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so what else you got? Uh, I just remember Oki. 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 Oki full bodied. A hint, full-bodied. a note. What, what, other, what other word can you use? Sounds like a pirate prostitute. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so and these judges, by the way, these aren't amateurs. These are judges. They, they read like a who's who. Crisp. 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 Right. This Crisp is, wine. That sounds good, man. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> this is, so this guy... When he tested when he tested these judges, uh, this is from the article. It said it reads like a who's who of the American wine industry, from winemakers to sommeliers, critics and buyers to wine consultants and even academics. So these are the top of their field. Yeah. These aren't just like fly by night wine critics who write for whatever your city weekly magazine is and whatever right. shithole city you live in. So so this guy did this test. Uh, for a number of different years. He said, results from the first four years of the experiment published in the Journal of Wine Economics showed that a typical judge's score varied by plus or minus four points over the three blind tastings. A wine deemed to be good with a 90 rating would be rated as an acceptable 86 by the same judge minutes later and then excellent 94. So they tasted the same wine and minutes later rated it from an 80 to like a 94 or a 90 to 94, the exact same wine. Minutes apart. Yeah, look, you know what? Uh, your your steak thing, your yeah. like expensive steak argument was fucking stupid. Oh, really? But I think I agree with you on the wine. I think uh-huh. like that expensive wines or like this idea of I don't know, this idea that like some wines are uh, an order of magnitude better than cheaper ones yeah. or what have you. Uh, I think you might have some merit to that. 
I was agreeing oh, with you, you Yeah, prick. I know. Yeah, what are you wronging me for? The steak argument. Because it's interesting you should mention that expensive wines don't aren't susceptible to this bias. Because guess what, Dick? In 2008, a study of 6,000 blind tastings by Robin Goldstein in the Journal of Wine Economics found a positive link between the price of wine and the amount people enjoyed it. Well, well, well. That means yeah. the more you pay for wine, the more you you fool yourself into thinking that it's a good wine because you you have that cognitive bias. Oh, I paid a lot for it. Must be good. That doesn't apply to everything. <laughs> Just because it's true in the case of wine does not mean it's true in the case of every. Listen to me. Do you drink any wine? Do you ever order wine in your life? Yeah. What do cheap. you say? Bring me the cheapest swill you got in the pretty, back. Do you even have, much. A, have a, yes. a varietal preference? What is what is ordering wine like for Maddox? Eight dollars. I, I I love naked grape wine. It costs eight dollars. I don't give a fuck. It tastes great. I drink it and I'm drunk. All it's right. Awesome. Eight dollars. You like naked grape? You got any other labels that you like? Oh, wait, wait. Have you tried Carlo Rossi? I've had, yeah, no, I've had Carlos. No, because he probably hasn't because the name isn't manufactured to make idiots buy it. Naked Grape, I guarantee you, is a marketing ploy to get you to buy their shitty wine. It's an $8 wine. They don't have that brand recognition. People aren't tripping over themselves to buy $8 wine. They don't give a shit. They don't serve that in high-end restaurants. They serve that at fucking Walmart. It's a great wine, by the way. I think mm. you have some kind of agenda against rich people. <laughs> so foolish. Let so, me ask you this. Yeah. Ray-Ban sunglasses right. versus gas station sunglasses. Yeah. Do you, can you tell that there's a difference and that the gas station ones are horrible? Uh, I've never Five dollar gas station wayfarers yeah. versus legit Ray-Bans. Do Ray-Bans have the rainbow reflective? Polarization? Know? Oh, no, the like the mirrored yeah, rainbow and the, and one? And the, and yeah, the they, some, some of them do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think so. I think that, uh, that potentially, so Ray-Ban... They're, they're offering you not much for the value except for the brand, and that's my no, problem with Beats. No, their sunglasses are way better than the gas station ones. The yeah. gas station ones will fall apart that weekend. Ray-Bans will last you your whole life. No, So I'm won't. saying just because, yes, they will, just because it's more expensive doesn't always mean it's a scam. Right, but there is an upper limit to how much your value you're going to get for your money for that Ray-Ban sunglasses. If it's costing $100, guess what? If it falls apart, if your gas station uh, glasses fall apart in a month, buy another one every month of the they year. They just feel like shit all the time. <laughs> There's plastic seams all over them. They're always fucking crooked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fa- vanity Fair dick over here. Vo- what are you, wearing your sunglasses going to Vogue? I only going put to runways? expensive things on my face. Oh, great. Okay? Great. Oh, wow. No, you know what? I saw this movie, uh, Som, S-O-M-M. It was about sommeliers. Yeah. And I was really anticipating. I thought it'd be cool because like, it'd be like an insight into how they actually grade the wines and like what makes them qualified to speak on whether one wine is better than another. Right. And they were all over the fucking map. Yeah. Like they, they worked their ass off for years to try to even take this test. Uh-huh. And just watching it, I don't know if it was me as a viewer or maybe it wasn't put together like- uh, to draw attention to the exactness of the test, but it seems like it was just all over the map. Isn't isn't that the type of job that's subjective, though, like a movie critic? I mean, you can't have the same opinion across the board of everything. Right, right, right but with a movie critic, at least, if a critic likes a certain genre or a certain type of movie or a certain puts them in a certain mood, uh, they can be consistent in that aspect. So, for example, Roger Ebert doesn't like dark, cynical comedies like Army of Darkness. So when I read that he pans a movie like Army of Darkness, I know that it's coming from a reliable source. He reliably doesn't like those type of movies, and I know not to give his opinion that much weight when it comes to that genre, whereas he does like certain other genres of movies pretty consistently. Okay. But with wine, it's such a complex chemical that... 
there's so many nutrients, there's so many different flavors and and uh, things that are going on on your taste buds that it it's almost impossible to be consistent from one wine to the next. Right. Objectively, for like a reviewer to do it, but don't you think people could have a favorite wine? Like, don't you? It could yeah. be like like an art to them. Sure. Instead of like a computer. Well, okay, you, it's interesting you mentioned that because there's a guy named Robert Parker. He is considered by most the world's leading wine critic. So uh, this guy's been tasting wines all around. Like he gets paid professionally. He flies out everywhere to taste wines. He's considered the best of the best. Uh-huh. And this is according to the article. He said, is the world's leading wine critic and his score is key to determining the price of new vintages. But Orly Ashenfelter, a Princeton economist, invented a simple mathematical formula based on weather data to predict the price of vintages, which mimicked the predictions of Parker's system. So a simple mathematical formula was able to consistently replicate the world's most leading expert on wine on how to price wine based on Wait, vintages. doesn't that prove that he's operating logically? If a computer could mimic his tasting, doesn't that prove that he's tasting what the computer was programmed to do? No, other way around. Uh, they, they they emulated his his guesses essentially because his he is self consistent, but he that doesn't mean yeah, he's consistent across the board. Yeah, but what if he's tasting for all that stuff like the weather and whatever? Yeah, maybe I mean he might just be getting lucky every time. That's not scientific. You can't just say okay, let's. You only have one Robert Parker. There aren't multiple Robert Parkers you can test this theory with. This isn't scientific. This is the one guy who happens to be getting it right sometimes. So they created a formula to, uh, to duplicate his, his success. And guess what? The formula is pretty accurate, and it's a simple formula. Leah, when you worked at your wine conning job, would mm. you have people <laughs> like this come in and, like, raising hell about yeah. wine snobbery? Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah, it was I – mean, I just try not to – I tried not to serve them. Give them to somebody else because they're just going to complain about everything. Right. They, they do complain yeah, about everything. They do complain yeah. about everything. Oh, excuse me. Send this wine back. It's swill. And by the way, these same morons, there's a, guy, there's a French academic. His name is uh, Frédéric Brochet, I think. And he mm-hmm. tested the effectiveness of, of, uh, of changing the labels of wines. So he took normal table wine, which is considered swill, and then he took superior wine and he served it to the same people week after week and, and used very positive words to describe the, the table swill and uh, very negative words to describe the superior wine, and people generally agreed with the description. So they couldn't even tell the difference between ta- normal table wine that was cheap, just the house wine, versus the really expensive superior wine based on the adjectives when that were used. When they were being oh. actively conned into liking it. Dick, if you're told that something is good and you taste it and you agree Agree and then find out later that it's bad, then that means you're a moron. You're suggestible. Everyone is suggestible. That is, that would be that would work for water. That has worked for water. I've know they've done yeah. that where they've taken hose water yes. and like Fiji water and said this one is the Fiji and people are like, oh well, yeah. okay, I guess yeah. so. And yet the great Dick Masterson <laughs> no, doesn't believe it. It Maddox, applies to steaks. It's because people don't have all this energy to sit there analyzing every fucking thing that comes down the pipe. It's like, do you want wine that costs eight bucks or twenty? And you're like. I don't know, probably 20 because over the course of my life, I would hope that the $20 wine is eventually better. Yeah. Like, more mm-hmm. often than not, I hope it's better. You know what you guys are listening to right now? You're listening to the desperate last gasps of a man who has wasted so many dollars on steak. That's, that's not why they do it. Yeah. The reason steaks are expensive is because of the whole experience. <laughs> it's the waiter who remembers you from last opening oh. day, who knows what you like. Oh, it's the, wow. it's because the place will let you drink six martinis at the bar, fall off the fucking stool, and then not kick you out. That's what you're paying for. Oh, it's, it's not, not necessarily the steak. The steak. <laughs> Great. Because they that, will that's... let your friend pass out in the corner because he's too high to eat. Great. You know what, Dick? 
like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna accept that as a concession. Thank you. Thank you for finally conceding that steak, steak pricing yeah, is bullshit. Yeah, but this is what it is to you. Yeah. It's a whole art form. Like, a meal to you is, you, you, wouldn't, you won't be happy until everyone is eating their food and their wine out of packs like Go-Gurt. And we're all paying <laughs> $1.50 for it. That's your ideal world. But the rest of us enjoy eating and enjoy drinking. Oh, great. I enjoy plenty, my friend. But here's the thing. The guy at 7-Eleven remembers my name down the street. I just walk in every time. Hey, Maddox, what's up? Here's your corn nuts or whatever the fuck you're eating today <laughs> what a gentleman here's your corn nuts okay class is a is a one million dollar picasso painting a ripoff to you when compared with something that you could buy at a thrift store let's let's blow this logic completely up well yeah because the picasso has all this built in it, that that it's all hype. this built in what hype so it's so it is a ripoff. You're saying like a beautiful Picasso masterpiece is a ripoff when compared uh, to something you did at the thrift store, or so you appreciate. So it's okay. No, it's so subjective because you could buy a print that looks exactly the same, but it's not the same. He didn't Why? touch it because he didn't touch it with his hands. Oh, There's a whole backstory. Really? So you should listen to the Radio Lab. I'm, I I don't want to plug another podcast, but I have to because it's so good. Radio Lab did a, a topic about this where they specifically talked about the history of things and whether or not. The fact that the artist originally touched it matters. And yes, apparently to you it does. Really? Why? Of course. Yeah. Why because does it matter? it's a real piece of history. It's a thing that's unique. Who cares? Everything's a piece of history. So is the fucking print. Oh, some guy at the print shop touched it. But just because it's not famous doesn't mean anything? Huh? It's still a print. It looks exactly the it's same. It's the same reason people want you to autograph their book. So they can look at it and say, you know what? This guy who does this awesome stuff actually interacted with this book. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, do you, you do. Appreciate- yes, you do. Yes, he does. Wow. <laughs> Leah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you don't want to uh, depreciate your, your brand. Yeah, oh, I can't. Do. It's impossible to depreciate but my you're brand. An, you're an artist, <laughs> so you must appreciate the difference between like a drawn thing that the artist touched versus a reprint. Yeah, well, I've done some stuff. We actually, when we had our, our comic book, we were selling it at Comic Con. They people would pay a, they paid a lot for the original artwork. Do you remember we sold? Yeah, that's true. Actually, the original artwork. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Some people some people really place value on that. And uh, honestly, I'm kind of a hypocrite because I did wait in line for a signing a long time ago for Bruce Campbell. And it uh, actually meant... Ah, <laughs> what if Bruce Campbell had a vineyard? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I got you now, you snake about? in the grass. If Bruce Campbell <laughs> opened up a vineyard yeah. and it was Army of, of, of Darkness... Cab- What's an Army of Darkness Cabernet? Well, or uh, Army wine? Of dark what grapes. would it be? Army of Dark Grapes. That's what it would be. <laughs> and there would be notes of... Hints of... Hints of... Hints of bullshit. Hints of gore. G- and gore. ash. Did you say ash? No. Oh, an ashy undertone. Ashy huh? undertone. Ashy. Uh-huh. A, a dark flavors. Uh, some very dark uh, brooding Necronomicon-y. Yeah. <laughs> very chainsaw-y. Uh, shotgun-y. S-mart to get to drink it. Oh, you <laughs> fucked. I love that, Would actually. you buy Shop that wine? Because it had a story that you could relate to. Because that's what I think... These wines are all about for people Look, sometimes. They if, it costs, they can relate to if it costs less than 10 bucks, I don't give a fuck what the wine label says. I'd buy it, sure. What about two buck chuck? Would you eat that swill? It's three Yeah, it's now. not swill. Oh, three. So what? Yeah, of course. And and by, for those who don't know, there's a there's a little grocery store out in California that sells this really cheap wine that a lot of people trash because they say, oh, it's machine harvested. It's fucking disgusting. Trader Joe's? Yeah, Trader Joe's yeah. wine. Oh, yeah. Two, two, two buck, Who cares? Whatever. You don't. You can't even tell the difference. I guarantee in a blind test you, you couldn't tell the difference. Gatorade. That's the point. It's been engineered so you can't tell the difference. It's like having Gatorade and vodka. It's not fucking wine. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> because it's like wine. it's like they sure because of the because of the mass production. Yeah, you get gross shit thrown in with the wine. Oh, you mean and they mask it with chemicals? Great, you know That's what? what I read anyway. No, they don't, don't mask know. it with chemicals. You know, it's actually giving these undertones, these tastes, these notes of earth and twigs and all this other and bullshit that rats. gets in there. Oh, who cares? Guess what? It's all getting in there. Who? It's, whatever. Shut up. Okay. Here's one last point I want to make. Here's I think one I got you on that one. No. Here's one last point I want to make, and this is the smoking gun. This makes me so happy I get a fucking boner. Okay, listen to this. Color, this is according to the same article, he says, Uh color affects our perceptions too. In 2001, Frederic Brochet from the University of Bordeaux asked 54 wine experts to test two glasses of wine, one red and one white. Using the typical language of tasters, the panel described the red as jammy and commented (laughs) on its crushed red fruit. Now, the critics failed to spot that both wines were from the same bottle. The only difference is one wine had been colored red with flavorless dye. You love these cons so much. People getting conned. When you give people two distinct things and ask them to describe them in different ways, they will do it no matter what. Because they're idiots. It doesn't suggestible prove idiots. anything. Of course they're suggestible idiots. No, you're testing whether or not it's a scientific way of them being able to tell the difference. If they can't tell the difference between a red and a white because of dye, are you kidding me? Red and white wine is supposed to be the most different tasting wines. In, in the, the biggest chasm of taste is between red and white, right? They can't even tell the difference between even red and white. Even if they tasted exactly the same, nobody would ever say it. That's the point. Because you look like a fucking idiot. No one is expecting to get conned to that degree. If you get a red wine and a white wine and you're like, they taste exactly the same, but they, why? That's insane. That's insane. That's insane because you would (laughs) never expect that to happen. That's the point. These aren't tests. They're practical jokes. These aren't scientific experiments. Oh, boy. You motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like you didn't get to weigh weigh in on this problem. What do you think? I think you're sweating from the pecs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, you guys, yeah. get a room, Ooh, and it's not wow. mine. This is I, disgusting. I, I, it's not my fault. He's sweating from the pack. He's Gross. Yeah, you're right. I, oh, shut up. I didn't say it was a good thing. Shut barf. up. Barf. I need a nice cold bottle of wine to relax. <laughs> oh, man. This is, oh, barf. Okay. What do you think, besides my pecs, what are you thinking about right now? Um, I I don't think that uh, I, I don't think that it's, it's people don't want to seem like idiots. I think they just genuinely... I don't know, lots of wine tastes similar. So maybe they're just not thinking that they're crazy and that they taste the same. Because they're being, do you think it's a scam? Do you think expensive wines, more expensive wines are like a ripoff? Uh, I, I, I hate wine. I really don't have an, an opinion. I'm sorry. Okay. So Leah, as a, as a former sommelier, hates wine. So I this was, was not your- a sommelier. <laughs> I just had to know adjectives oh, you just and, had to and know bullshit that. my way okay. through my ship. She yeah. was a salesman. A sa- oh, salesman. Or okay. a lady salesman. So, What's the term for a woman who's a, sales- a saleswoman? A ladyman. A ladyman. A lady- I thought a it was lady- that. She was a ladyman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her a ladyman from now on. Yes. But, uh, you know what, Dick? Uh, i just like to point out that this guy, the Robert Hodgson dude who had the background in statistics, the way he tested these experts was to pour the same wine three different times. The same yeah. wine. And that's exactly what I did to you and Sean with the Diet Coke test. Another practical joke. Yeah, Diet Dick. Failed with that you, test. With you... And we said they both tasted like shit. Yeah, we no, not not at the same time. First, Dick said A tasted the worst, which was Diet Coke uh, from McDonald's, yeah. and then you were like, "Well, I think D tasted the worst," but you didn't say they both tasted the, the exact yeah, same. Yeah, we did. We both agreed that yeah, they were we both the shittiest tasting wines. The shittiest yeah. tasting ones, but you didn't say they or were the wines, same ones. Uh, Cokes, but you didn't say they were the same. No, because we were like under shit. we were under this insane idea that you were hosting a fair, unbiased <laughs> experiment when you were actually just 
fucking with us to make us look stupid. <laughs> Every test has to have a control, and that was my control. It has to be scientific. Like you, uh, and not to say that that was, there was a purely scientific. scientific. There was about nothing that scientific test. about that test. Yeah, except that you guys except lost Except for the grade hard. A asshole running it. That's me. I love it. So good. <laughs> yeah, all right. I got to hear that. I haven't heard it. Oh, the Diet Coke test. What episode test. is that? It's great. Five? Uh, I believe it's episode five, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. What is the chance that these people's palates are just not refined enough to appreciate the wine? Zero. Because, no, because I could tell, like, I think I could, like, tell the difference in whiskeys just by smell. Oh, well, well, well. Yeah, bring them in. Yeah. That'll be a fun show. Yeah. Well, I think, actually, if it's aged, I think the only, the only thing that should determine a price is if it's aged. You know, if it's old, it should be more expensive. Well, you can make mm. the case that rarity uh, should should change the price. Sure. But the more people That's pay, not the, the, more they, making. the better they think it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because more people pay. It's a cognitive bias. If you no, pay more, not. you think you're getting more. Yeah, thank you, Leah. <laughs> Wait, are you agreeing with me or disagreeing with me? Uh, no, I didn't say that that's the case. I was saying Yeah, that look the at her age. social cues. Well, yeah, but the age, the reason the age matters is because it's more rare. You're not going to get a no, vintage. No, it's because of the well, rent it costs to hold it. What rent? They just put it in a fucking cellar in the ground. There's ground everywhere. Here we fucking go. Yeah, you want you want me to age something for you? Here, dipshit, I'll, I'll dig you a pit. I'll take it to Utah. I'll take it to a, the desert in Utah. Yeah, great. Put it anywhere. It doesn't fucking... I'll dig a hole. Give me a hole. Give me whatever you want. I'll age the shit out of it. Aged meat? You want aged steak, dick? I'll charge you $1,000 for it. Here you go. Here's the full experience. Why don't you get drunk in my no, restaurant? No, I want the whole experience. I, yeah, want, I, I don't want to be oh, looked at in experience. a condescending way either by you at any point in the evening, which well. you couldn't do for $10,000. <laughs> so, why don't you think about that? Yeah. We're opening your shitty steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the best. It's going to be called Maddox Steakhouse, which, by the way, exists. If you Google uh, Maddox, one of the first things that comes up is a steakhouse, which has nothing to do with me, unfortunately. But I guess. How much are their steaks? Uh, if, if I ran the place, it'd be like 12 bucks. Here you go. Here's your $12 <laughs> steak and your $8 wine, dipshit. Here you go. Oh, if you want, I'll give you the deluxe package, my uh, superior wine, and my uh, fancy aged steak. You see the idiot. condescension? I don't even think he knows he's doing <laughs> it. Just immediately. Immediately he was running a respectable steakhouse and immediately got condescending. I can't help it. I love it so much. <laughs> I do think, I'll probably bring this in, as we don't have time to talk about it now, but you have some kind of agenda against rich people. Okay. That's the problem here. You Great. don't like rich people enjoying their wine, mm -hmm. feeling good about paying a little bit of money for yeah. whatever. Because they're idiots. They're just paying more money and thinking they're getting the quality. You know what? I love to fleece these morons. I'm going to open up a steakhouse and charge $1,000 for just fucking Walmart steaks right off the sh fucking shelf at Walmart. I'll charge you $1,000, you morons. Come on to my, come into my steakhouse. I'll charge you whatever you want to pay. And you'll think you had the best steak because you paid a thousand bucks for it. I, to, honestly, I went to a place called, I don't know if we're allowed to defame businesses at sure. all. Um, Peter Luger's in Brooklyn, New York. It's yeah. amazing. It, I did my. I had one experience there. The steak. Me too. Was gross. I mean, not no. gross, but it was just. It was average at best. Very average. Yeah, I had a yeah. steak that well, cost 120 bucks. It was very average. Yeah. Well, you went to Peter Luger's too. No, this all is right, a place in New York. Here, then we're talking about Peter Luger's. All right. My <laughs> sister hated the steak there too. Uh, I went uh, there with her. And I loved it. Uh -huh. Wow! Did you pay a lot for it, Dick? Uh oh, yeah. yeah. I don't even remember how much I paid. Yeah. I think you're the most suggestible person here. That's why you think you your steaks are so great. <laughs> no, no, no. You no pay but they deliver. Leah, did they deliver it? It's like a hubcap size steak. Like they don't even pre-cut it. We had like five people, so they just the guy just nods and walks away and comes back with a steak that looked like a brontosaurus burger. Well, that's and a sign of quality when you get a lot of something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here you go. Here's an no. all-you-can-eat buffet. It was awesome, Never-ending possible. 
Is that what happened to you? And you were, did they do it like that? No. Well, I just got one for a normal person, but it was it was not. It was just subpar. It was nothing great about it. It was actually fatty and wasn't. Yeah. wasn't good. No, that's a good. That's no, a good thing. You but want like that. marbled. It wasn't. It was. It was tough. It wasn't good. Yeah. Well, did you order it medium rare? How did you? How do you like your steak? Medium rare. Okay, that's the way to order it. And how about you, Dick? Uh, no, dude, I, we just, like, I was so drunk, that guy took one look at us, and he's like, I'm just like, vibe, 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 like, barfing it at him, and he's like, okay, okay, I got it, and so, he just brought back, like, stay, he just brought things back to the table. So in your drunken stupor, you thought that you had a great Oh, it steak. wasn't a stupor, it was like the, tas- that was a bad, that was like a Tasmanian devil night. I wasn't at a stupor yet. Okay. So it was amazing, so being drunk, you thought you had a great steak. That says a, everything. I had a great time. That's all <laughs> I need to know. Uh, I Dick, had a great time. The steak uh, was delicious. You know what, Dick? I just want to like uh, get you all liquored up, spin you around a couple times, take you to a, a buffet, have you sit down. You'll have the time of your life eating whatever yeah. shit they serve you. If we bring in clowns and ponies and, and all kinds of like balloon animal guys, yeah. you know, that's what Dick wants. A, eating a do you think steak? I'm like five years old? Why would I want clowns and ponies? I, of course I do. So yeah, th- I mean, if if you're or titty dancers, whatever you love, okay. you know, are Ooh, surrounding I you, like, and hey, you have a five dollars Ralph steak, you know, and you're eating it, but you're having a great time. That influences your your yeah, experience. It does absolutely. So I, it's not the steak. You know, one one other. That's thing. what you're paying for. No, but that's what you think you're that's paying for. That's what the money's for. Dick. No, it you're costs not. money to put on that show. Oh Jesus! Okay, you you've backed down from the the money get, buys you a good steak because of experience, and now you're just saying, "Well, I just had a good time because I was drunk." No, no, they're inseparable. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. I you can have good food at a shitty restaurant. And uh, vice versa. Like, you can have a shitty time at a great restaurant. It doesn't matter. And also, this article mentioned one last thing. They said that the type of music you listen to before you taste wine influences how much you like the wine. Oh, my God, really? Yes. yes. If because you listen to Hendrix, you'll you'll happen to like Bordeaux's a little bit better yeah. or Merlot's or whatever uh, versus, like, different types of moods. It puts you in a different mood. So your frame of mind, if you let's say you just had a fucking bad day, you might hate the wine you just tasted. Well, this, you might are, want a specific. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say people are spending money on these studies. This is a study. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, fucking stupid. Oh well, yeah, now I know my problem for next okay, week. Maddox great. is horseshit studies. Uh, <laughs> horseshit <laughs> practical jokes being perpetrated in the name of science. Sure. Except here's the thing, Leah. They could, they could either spend these money on these studies once or spend thousands of dollars on bullshit made-up wine uh, experts who are who are telling you how much you should pay for these bullshit-ass wines that that are based on nothing, just a coin toss. According to the article, they found that it's you're just as ag- likely to get the correct wine just by a coin toss. So you could pay thousands of dollars for a study once or thousands of dollars on bullshit. Which one? And apparently Dick p- prefers bullshit. Why would you believe a study that was done one time? <laughs> <laughs> Sean <laughs> Sean the, I, I cited at least five studies Fuck you dick <laughs> Pisses me off You guys all piss me off I'm gonna erase this episode There's gonna be no episode this week <laughs> Alright So the problems are My uh, Maddox doesn't get enough credit Thank you Or gets no respect What do you like? Maddox gets uh, no respect Credit Maddox gets... Or, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. When Maddox the, uh, doesn't get enough credit or respect? Yes, both. Thank you. And and especially this show. All right. And Leah, you your problem? with one of them, though. Okay, what, what was your problem, Leah? Social cues. Social cues. And mine people was... Who, people who don't pick up on social cues. Yes. Right, okay. people who don't pick up on social cues. And mine was wine snobs 
uh, should be the biggest problem in the universe. And by the way, I just want to mention, uh, check out Leah's Twitter account. It's at it's at Leah Tishone, T-I-S-C-I-O-N-E. Uh, we'll link to it on the website because I know you you idiots aren't typing this down or some of you are probably driving a truck or whatever. But uh, I want to <laughs> click on my ear just when I hear that website. Yeah, that's right? how deep the internet is in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> are there pictures of you up on that website? Oh, God. Jesus, no. dick. Put it in your pants, man. All right. So, uh, again, go to— People would want to know that. Okay. Yeah, they might, and maybe we'll do it, but not if you're going to be such a creep about it. Jesus. All right. So go to the website, thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com, and check out these problems. Vote on all these problems. Check out Leah's website and her Twitter page. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.